All right, welcome to another episode of the Crush Cast. Today we have Scott Prechtel, and Scott was recently honored as a regional honor advisor. Quite an honor, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Jim. I appreciate it. This is a fun discussion. Scott and I have known each other since we both started in the business. It was four months apart when we started, and we share a lot of common experiences and events. Scott, I recall this discussion. We were in the atrium of our office, 5435 Corporate Drive, and we were both struggling big time. And there were advisors, as ever, that were challenged by the business and leaving. And I remember you looking at me and saying, I will never leave. And if they ask me to leave, they will have to pull me out of this building with my fingernails dug into the tile all the way out. Oh, yeah, I definitely remember that. And that was my attitude. And it really had to be starting in this business because of where I was starting from. And I, you know, I also looked at it like, what else am I going to do? I wasn't going to be a doctor. I wasn't going to be an attorney or a CPA, but I just figured if I, if I stuck with this and if I listened to the people who had done it before me, and Jim, you'll recall that, you know, numerous times we were told as agents and then as managers, the key is just lasting. Somehow yeah. find a way to hang on. And that's what, you know, I was able to do. I I remember hearing that my district manager was Ben Hudson. I know Greg Leposky was heavily involved with you. And I would hear Mm -hmm. from Ben, all you need to do is last. And I thought to myself, well, geez, I wish we had a more sophisticated strategy. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's truth to that. Now, it is uncommon. You had made the decision then, even though it was a rocky road, even though it was difficult, that you were not leaving. You were going to make it work. What was it that put you in that position, that made you feel that way, and that made you commit even though the results, what put you in a position where you had that degree of belief? I, um, I guess I believed in myself and, you know, being a competitive person. And I, like, oftentimes when you do a joint work case, as you know, you know, you go out with a more experienced representative. And then sometimes after the meeting, you say to yourself, boy, I could have done that on my own because it was worth learning. It was worth giving up some of the case but it was worth learning that the person I took out with me wasn't doing magic. They weren't doing anything that um, I couldn't do down the road. I just had to learn more about the business and become a student of the business. And I, you know, I figured I'm not the smartest guy. I just had to know more than what my clients knew about what I was talking about. I was studying your history And from 2010 to 2020, you tripled your business. And your 2020 was a 40% increase. And I'll get to this year in a second. But if we go back to 2010 for a second, and we talk to that version of Scott Prechtel, do you believe at that time that you were aware of the growth that was in front of you? I would say I was not aware of the growth that was in front of me to this extent. And it still seems kind of um, amazing that it's, you know, when you and I started, Jim, we were fortunate to be in the Great Lakes Agency and we've always had really good producers. And, you know, you and I used to look at those charts, the top 10 producers, top 20, and it's like, oh my gosh, 
how are we ever going to get on that list? And, you know, the goal was to get in the top 20 and then to be number 18 or 17. And I just figured if I kept working hard and doing the right thing for people, of course, that things were going to work out. There was no, there was no like long-term business well-written plan. I just knew if I did the right thing for people, it was going to come around. The consistent theme here is belief. On the front end, even right. though the results were not immediate, you believed in yourself, you believed in the model. And then later, a full 21 years later, you were still believing that as long as you executed properly, then that would translate into business. Right. Now, last year, COVID year, 40% increase over the prior year. What was it? What drove that type of increase with all of these limitations? Were there two or three specific adjustments you made? Um, not so much adjustments, but it was just the plan starting to pay out. So the systems I put in place, you know, back in 2010, uh, more recently then, um, have a really good assistant. So things were just starting to flow. I'm also in the right uh, place, right time with um, the markets. So a lot of my clients are retiring now getting close to retiring. So I'm doing a boatload of retirement planning. And in most cases, a person who works outside of our business, their largest assets, their 401k. So I'm in a, a, a good spot to do uh, retirement planning. Um, so again, nothing magical, but my, my mindset's always been gather assets. And one of the nice things about the advisory business is I don't care if somebody has $40,000, $100,000, my goal is to throw it into the pool. Yeah. So like during, you know, during 2010, 2015, et cetera, I was gathering assets. I just wasn't being recognized for the results yet because it takes forever for the assets to grow. Um, the, um, you know, I would be lying if I didn't say the market had a lot to do with it as well. So the market's been on an incredible run the last 10 years or so. And that's rewarded people like myself who have built a trail-based type of business. That was a big commitment, though. That, the conversion from all front to trail is a yep. big one. And was that decision made in a single stroke or was it done gradually? It was made in a single stroke. Whenever I had the option of taking trail-based commissions, that's what I was going to do. Um, I mentioned last week, you know, I did this in probably 2006 and then 2008 happened. So my, my uh, assets under management took a huge cut, but it was testing my belief in the system. I stayed with it and then I've been riding it ever since. Yeah. And there you have it again. I mean, you are a belief player. Now, I checked the numbers this morning, and I wanted to, in advance of this discussion, this discussion is on 8-4-21. Everybody's got a question about the Delta variant, but you're up 55% year-to-date over last year, and last year was up 40. Is, right. it, is it the same dynamics, or this year have you made additional adjustments? No, I think it's the same dynamics, but um, you know, people are retiring. People are reevaluating where they're at in life. People are changing jobs. So there's always money in motion. And I have a lot of long-term relationships where, you know, people are retiring. So they're coming to me and I have a really good, a really good presentation for retirement planning. And it just, I draw it out of my whiteboard. It just makes sense. And people see that it makes sense. 
and they just go with it. Yeah. Well, at this point, you have your systems down, you have your right. message down, you have conviction for the business, and that's a magnet for your clients. Right. I've got two closing questions for you. First, both you and I benefited massively from those that were 20, 30 years ahead of us, sharing yep. the fundamentals, putting us in a position to believe. Well, now you are that advisor. Right. Where brand new advisors are wondering, gee, Scott, what should I know? If we have a new advisor, a DSF that's struggling and wondering, should I stay? What advice would you give them, whether that was tactical or whether it was mindset? I was in their shoes 32 years ago. And, you know, you, you just have to have that conviction. You also have to treat it like it's your own business. It, you, you don't work for anybody else. You work for yourself and you're building your own career path. And sometimes you're not going to have five meetings in one day but you can still fill up that day by doing productive things for down the road. It could be starting your CLUCHFC, your CFP. It could be reading a book like Nick Murray's books or things of that nature. It's practicing your trade. And something else I'm gonna to emphasize tomorrow to the DSF, whether they're struggling or not. But Jim, I know you're a big sports guy, U of M in particular, but you have to visualize these things, and I'm pretty confident you do that, and you've done that your whole career, but I don't take anything for granted. So everything I say or present or when I present it, when I say it, it's kind of like a punchline of a joke. Everything is intentional. So every presentation, every part of the presentation, I've practiced beforehand. So I'm going um, to emphasize that to them. I'm going to encourage them to reach out and talk to people that are on those sheets. As you know, Equitable has a whole bunch of fantastic representatives who want to give back. They just have to be asked. Yeah. A lot of advice there that is of impact. But clearly, a common and continuous thread here is belief, your conviction, your commitment, and then execution. And then finally, being intentional. All right, final question for you. As you mm -hmm. reflect on, let's call it the halfway point through your career and all of these extraordinary accomplishments, what are you most proud of? Um, quite a few things, but I would say the relationships I've built with my clients and then, you know, my coworkers, but um, doing things the right way from the get go. And there's no, there's no get rich quick scheme in this business, or if there is, I haven't come across it. But just the ability to, you know, make it work and start, you know, not even being barely clubbed and keeping my job to where I'm at right now. So, you know, those, those couple things. It's a great business. All you got to do is last and believe and work and commit and be intentional. And it does That's work so out. True. This has been a, a great discussion. Congratulations to our 2021 Regional Honor Associate in the Central Region, Scott Pricktel. Thank you so much.